couple years back, I was reading Tony Evans, and he was sharing about the fact that he had bought a new car, and he had driven it for several years, and he wanted to know how to use this certain feature, so he finally opened up the owner's manual, and he began to look, and he saw thing after thing he didn't even know his car had. And so uh, he began to, oh, wow, I'm enjoying my car on this whole new level because he looked at the manual. Well, we have a manual for life and a manual for marriage, and it's called the Holy Bible. And God has given us this as his path for living, as his guide for life, his guide for marriage. And if we're wise, we'll listen to what he has to say to us about marriage Um, You know, I'm convinced we need God in the middle of our marriages. Uh, We need God in the middle of the situations of our lives. And one one way that happens is we need to put God first. Listen, you don't put your marriage first, put God first. God should be number one in your life. And as God is number one in your life, then the Holy Spirit of God can live through you to be the spouse that you need to be uh, to your mate. And so um, we're, we're going to be talking here about how to treat your husband, uh, but it's more than just that. You say, well, I'm not married, this doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. Because every relationship that we have, uh, we will use some of these principles that we've talked about Uh, and that we're going to talk about today. Uh, So with the exception of physical relationship, all of these things apply to relationships in general. Uh, The Bible says we're to honor all. Uh, So so this this idea of honor applies to all. But uh, this teaches in Genesis 127 as well as Genesis 2, where we're going to be today, Genesis 2 verse 18 and following, teaches about the the value of husbands and all human beings for that matter. doesn't matter whether they're in the womb or out of the womb. doesn't matter whether they're old or young or what color they are. Every human being matters to God. Your husband matters to God. Uh, So you need to honor your husband. But also, it talks about the help that we can give. And we talked about last week the fact that God is described with this same word as helper. Uh, It talks about the fact that the wife is to befriend her husband, to have a relationship with him as a companion. And then also it talks about the physical relationship in marriage. And so uh, we need to follow God's blueprint for marriage. And uh, the title of my message is How to Treat your husband. Look with me at Genesis 2 and verse 18. Then God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. It is not good. This is a shock because he's been saying it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's very good. It's not good. And God waited to create the woman so that the value of that relationship could be seen. It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper as his complement. So the Lord God formed out of the ground every wild animal, every bird of the sky, and brought each to the man to see what he would call it. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. 
The man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the sky, to the, every wild animal. But for the man, no helper was found as his complement. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, This one, at last, is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. Both a man and his wife were naked, yet they felt no shame. How to treat your husband. How do you treat him? Well, first of all, you need to honor him. You need to honor him. Again, this is Genesis 127, which we didn't just read. Genesis 127 says, And God created them male and female. God created man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Your husband is made in the image of God. So you need to honor him. Uh, to honor somebody means to treat them with great value. We talked about the famous Messiah violin last week. It, the same thing is true here. The, the, the value that you give to your husband, he needs to be very precious to you, very great worth to you. Why? Because he is made in the image of God. Also, because he is given a leadership position in your home. Uh, someone... Uh, Steve was sharing in the class this morning about the statistics of how children respond when fathers come to church. 85% come to church. Uh, when dad doesn't come to church, only, what is it, Steve? 15% come to church when they're adults. So dads make a huge difference in the lives of their kids and the lives of their families. And God has put them there to be a spiritual leader in the home. So you need to value and honor your husband as a leader in your home. And you need to pray for him in that because that's a tall order. Uh, to be the spiritual leader of a home. You say, well, my husband's lost. Pray for his salvation. And then pray that God will make him into the spiritual leader he needs to be. Well, my husband's not a spiritual leader. Pray that he will be. Ask God to change his heart and to show him the need to be a spiritual leader. So important. So honor him, value him for the role that he has. Uh, honor him also in authority. The scripture talks about uh, the authority situation in the home. Um, that's very politically incorrect, I understand that. But it is something that the word of God teaches, that there is an authority structure in the home. Um, and that uh, to honor him in that authority... Uh, means to show him respect in that. Um, so um, this honoring, to treat him with value, is very important. Um, we were talking about an expensive car a while back and uh, about how much money people shell out. Some, some shell out over a million dollars for a car. I can't imagine that. Uh, what an amazing thing. You value a car. Value your husband. <laughs> now, maybe I should talk about jewelry since we're talking about women, right? What about jewelry? How much money do you spend on jewelry? Is there an especial, a special piece that you have in your collection that you are especially fond of or especially meaningful to you? 
Honor your husband. Value him. That's the kind of an idea that goes on there. He's made in the image of God. And what's more, as, he, as you are united to him in marriage, uh, God has given you a gift and uh, you need to honor him. So, to treat him with respect. And by the way, that's one of your husband's needs. To treat him with respect meets a basic human need for a man. Now, we don't act like that. We act tough. We act macho. We act like we don't need your respect, but we do. And so, when you give that respect, it meets a basic need that's there. Uh, don't be your, wife, your husband's mother. All right? Don't nag him. Don't uh, treat him, talk down to him like he's a little boy. Show him respect. Well, you say, well, he doesn't do the right thing. Hey, leave that in God's hands. Pray for him. But don't talk down to him because if you do, you will be damaging your relationship. You know, I believe God meant for marriage to be like a, a tall glass of sweet tea refreshing and good and you know it's a hot day you get that isn't it nice to come in when you've been working out and get you a nice cold drink of tea ah that's the way god meant for your marriage to be but when you talk down to your husband what you're doing is you're pouring poison into that drink And you're taking something that God meant to be a blessing to you, and you're destroying your relationship with your husband. Many men will look for respect elsewhere if they don't get it at home. That's why a lot of times men become workaholics, because they're respected at work, so they want to spend time at the office where they feel respect. Oftentimes, it can even open him up to a relationship outside the marriage relationship. I didn't say that's right. I didn't say that he's let off the hook because of that. But it's just a reality. When needs aren't met sometimes in the home, there's a temptation to look elsewhere. So this is a very important thing. Make sure you honor your husband and treat him with respect. So how do you treat your husband? First of all, honor him. Secondly, help him. Help him. Look at verse 18. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper as his complement. I will make a helper. Wives and husbands are put together by God for the purpose of helping one another, aren't they? But if you're a wife, God has given you to your husband because you have something that he needs. Now, you can help your husband in a lot of different ways. One way you can help him is emotionally. My wife does a good job with this. Uh, there'll be times where I am discouraged or maybe uh, I just am a little down or something. She'll listen to me. And she's very supportive. And she will then encourage me. What is she doing? She's helping me out here. She's kind of <laughs> helping me up, right? Emotionally, she's supplying a support to me in my life. Very important thing that you can do for your husband is to support him emotionally and to help him emotionally. You can help him spiritually. My mom did a great job on this with my dad. She would pray for him. Uh, there'd be problems he was facing at work. She'd pray for him in those problems. There'd be, there'd be things at home. She'd pray for him in those things at home. 
she was helping him through her ministry of prayer. You can also help your husband physically. There may be something you're better at. I know a lot of people say, well, the man should do the checkbook. I'm going to tell you something. My wife's just better at it. She's just better at it. And so she does a checkbook at our house, and she helps it. Matter of fact, uh, when, I, when I met her, so I, just, I have grown up, so don't, don't look down your nose at me, okay? But uh, I remember when we were young, uh, and I had met her, and I was, I was in the military. I lived in a dorm on the base at the military. I only had one bill, and that was my car, my car payment. All my meals were provided at the base. You know, I, I did eat out some. but uh, So I, I had gone three months without balancing my checkbook. And when I tried to balance it, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. And so I was talking to her about it. I was frustrated, you know. And she said, well, let me take a look at it for you. She whipped that thing right into shape. I mean, it was amazing. I was scratching my head. And I was like, she... So God, God has given you to your husband because you have some things that he lacks. And so as you help him, guess what? You'll be more effective together as a team. Uh, sometimes the husband may be better at something. You know, uh, I, Ch- Charles Lowry tells in his uh, study on marriage um, that when he was growing up, his mom took out the trash. And when his wife was growing up, her dad took out the trash. So when they got married, nobody took out the trash. And so they had to uh, have a discussion about that and decide, okay, this, who is going to do what so that we can function in the relationship. And, and so uh, you may have to have a discussion, okay, what, what things do you like to do? Or are you good at or whatever? And kind of sort that out. But when that happens in the home, uh, you are uh, blessed because you're not in that thing alone. And so um, help your husband. So honor him, help him. Thirdly, befriend him. Now the importance of this uh, cannot be overstated. Isn't it amazing that in the creation story, the one thing that God says is not good is for a man to be alone. Or for a woman for that matter. But in this case, there was no woman. It's not good for a man to be alone. I'll make a helper for him. God designed the wife and the husband for a friendship. You need to befriend him. As I said before, don't mother him. <laughs> right? Don't, don't try to, to treat him like you treat your kids. Befriend him. What kind of people do you like to be around? The people that criticize you all the time and talk, tell you about your shortcomings? Or the people that you just can relax and be yourself and have a great time. Befriending your husband means uh, relaxing and doing things together or, or spending time together that you both enjoy. It's one of the great blessings of marriage. And so um, sometimes you, you may need to... I remember uh, a couple of times we said... When we were first married, well, let's talk about this later. Let's enjoy this time together, right? Maybe there was an issue that was stressing us out, and we said, okay, we're just going to put that on the back burner, and we're just going to enjoy this time together. 
my brother and sister-in-law like to fish together. I think that's a great idea. You can, you can bond. And by the way, some, so, sometimes us guys, we're not real good at relationships. And, it, and we tend to open up better and talk better when we're doing something. And so you say, well, I hate fishing. Well, you don't have to fish, okay? It's, it's okay. But find something you can do together. It, it, it may end up helping your relationship with your husband. You want that intimacy, but it may be that he needs something to do so that he feels comfortable opening up. And, and it may improve your relationship in that way. And so um, uh, some of the things that, that Sherry and I do, uh, we, we watch, I call her my TV buddy. We watch TV together, and so uh, I told her uh, last time she came back, I said, uh, hey, my TV buddy is back, <laughs> you know, so I was excited, um, but uh, another thing we do, I hate to shop, okay, so I hate, I hate it, okay, my idea is shopping, you know, one thing you're going to buy, you walk directly in, you pick it up, you pay for it, you leave, I hate it. But she likes to shop. And so what do we do? We drive to the mall together, and I find a food court or a shade tree and a cup of Starbucks, and I read, and she shops. But guess what? We talk on the way down, and we talk on the way back. So, it, I mean, you can be creative. You don't have to spend money, by the way. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can go get a cup of coffee together. Uh, you can be creative in what you do. You don't even have to have any money that you spend. Maybe you like to take walks. You go take a walk in nature or go on a hike or something. Uh, it doesn't matter, but the idea is that you spend time together as friends and you develop the friendship aspect of your relationship together. So, um, and by the way, um, I mentioned about not mothering, but that doesn't mean you can't confront someone for sin in a relationship, a good friend will confront you. The Bible says a faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So you can confront your husband when there's a need to confront, but do so in respect and with a goal in mind, right? Um, so, um, uh, but anyway, befriending is so important. Uh, spend that time together so that God... Uh, can develop and deepen your relationship together. By the way, that's it, this is speaking to uh, the teenagers, to kids. That's why you want to wait for sex until marriage. Because uh, when you have sex before marriage, the, the idea of, of that bond that you're supposed to experience, it, it becomes harder to form that bond. I was reading a, a book, and this is, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you this story. Um, this lady who, who worked with, with young ladies, uh, as a, as she was a gynecologist, but she was, she was doing research on teen promiscuity, and she said that God has designed us for the physical relationship as a bonding help to our relationship. Uh, and what happens is when you have sex with multiple people, it's like taking a Band-Aid that you pull off and you try to stick back on, and the stickum gets less and less each time you do it, and you ruin the bonding. See, God designed that one-man, one-woman relationship so that that bond would be stronger. And I'm going to talk about the physical relationship here in a moment, but uh, 
I'm talking about friendship. One way to deepen your friendship is to wait for sex until marriage. That's the way God designed it. And so, um, very, just, just no extra charge for that. Uh, so, how to, how to treat your husband. Honor him, help him, befriend him, and love him. Look at verse 24. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds, or literally is glued to his wife, and they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. So they become one flesh. Now the bond that is to take place, we've talked about friendship, uh, the emotional intimacy that generally women desire more is important. But for your husband... The physical relationship is important. Did you know most marriage um, seminars will tell you the number one priority of your husband's needs in the marriage relationship is sex? Yes, that's right. You heard me say it. The one flesh relationship is important in marriage. So don't minimize that. Don't, don't set that aside. Be available for each other so that that can be a strong part. Why? Because you remember what I just said about the bonding? God uses that physical relationship to help bond you. You say, well, my husband has trouble bonding with me emotionally. That may help. Having that physical relationship, God has designed it to bring us closer together emotionally. Sex is more than just a physical thing. It bonds the hearts of people together. And so uh, be aware of that. And that is a great need that your husband has. And you can show your love for him by being available to him in that area. Um, We show love in different ways, don't we? All of us are wired differently. Uh, Some of us, uh, which we're going to talk about love languages uh, in the study that Steve's going to do. Uh, some people are, are gift givers. Uh, some people uh, are people with physical touch. Uh, some people are quality time. Uh, you know, some people are acts of service. Okay, all of these things uh, are, are good. Words of affirmation. These are ways that we show love to each other, and so you're all wired differently. Chances are, your spouse has different ones than you do. And so you, you communicate that love according to the love languages of your spouse. But if you, if you are uh, uh, married, you need to understand that every man needs that physical relationship. And so that's one way you can show your love for him that will really help him out in your walk together. So, how to treat your husband? Honor him, help him, befriend him, and love him. Uh, If you follow these guidelines from God's word, they'll go a long way towards helping you have a better relationship with your husband. Isn't it neat that God has put a kind of a prototype marriage here for us? Now, this is before sin enters the picture. Chapter 3, everything changes when sin enters the picture. But can I tell you something? God is big enough to overcome the faults and the brokenness that we have if we'll let him. We'll draw near to him if we'll put him first, if we'll rely on him. 
and ask him to fill us with his spirit and be the spouse. You know, sometimes what happens when you preach on marriage is one spouse says to the other, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Or the elbows start, you know. Um, if you have too much of a focus on that, you're going to miss what, what you can learn here. Because God doesn't call us here to listen to his word so that we can point to somebody else to change. He, he calls us to listen to his word so that we can change. And so if you focus on yourself, you say, well, my, my partner's broken. Well, yeah, all of us are. If you'll focus on yourself and you'll say, okay, God, as much as it lies in me, I want to cooperate with you in making this a great marriage. You say, well, what if he doesn't respond? And that is, that's, that is a possibility. We, we, we have a free will, don't we? What if he doesn't respond? Well, then God will honor you for honoring him. What if she doesn't respond? Well, then God will honor, him, honor you for honoring him. But also, you will learn some things in marriage about living the spirit-filled life that you can't learn anywhere else. Because I'm going to tell you, when people are that close together, you're the divine sandpaper on each other, aren't you? You, you see all the faults. You see all the shortcomings. And those things that, you, that were endearing sometimes become irritating once you get married, right? Because there are differences. And you're in the stress of everyday life. But can I tell you something? If you will let God change you in your relationship... You will grow spiritually. You will be blessed in your relationship with God. You will honor God. And what will happen is God will do a work in you. And then you may look up one day and your relationship may be changed. Because God has changed you and you've become different so that you can influence that other. First uh, Peter 3 uh, speaks to wives apparently who had come to Christ and uh, they were, their husband was still unsaved. And, you know, well, how, do we, how do we deal with this situation? And, and he says, well, well, live out your godliness in a way that will impact him. Uh, you know, gentle and having a gentle and quiet spirit and a trust in God. Listen, it's kind of like that thing we were talking about with Tyler today. Uh, Philip had talked to him, others had talked to him, and he didn't respond. But God was able to change his heart. Do we believe that? Do we believe that God is able? Listen, as you trust God in your life, you'd be amazed at what God will do. Um, and here's the thing. As you do good for others, what did Jesus say? Do good, love your enemies, do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. If your spouse is treating you wrong and you treat them with love, guess what? God's going to reward you for that. Great is your reward in heaven. So um, you cannot fail in the sense of pleasing God when you do things his way. Um, trust him with your life. Trust him with your relationships and let him live through you uh, the relationship that he wants you to have. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, for your, your clear instruction to us. And uh, Father, help us follow this instruction, God. And uh, Father, I pray for the wives that are gathered here today. 
Lord, that you'll help them be the wives that they need to be. And as we talked to the husbands last week, that you'd help them be the husbands they need to be to their wives. And uh, God, help us trust you in the relationships of our lives to put you first and to follow you and, and to recognize, God, that you will reward.